Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online on this Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We are streaming live over at WTIC's Facebook page. Yes, Bob and I are in living color over there. Um, check us out if you'd like and uh, go ahead and like it, share it. You know, Maybe Zuckerberg will deem our stream worthy. Who knows? So as usual and customary, we'll talk about technology news. What you got there, Bob? Anything? Yeah. This is another CNET article that I found interesting. Mm -hmm. Apple and Facebook. Speaking of which. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. Feud over who's violating your privacy more. <laughs> <laughs> Apple's privacy chief, chief is accusing Facebook of collecting as much data as possible. Mm -hmm. A letter from Apple's privacy chief on Thursday kicked off the company's latest clash with Facebook, yeah. with both tech giants accusing each other of failing to protect your data properly. As <laughs> Apple takes a stance on privacy as one of its core marketing values, Facebook and its advertisers have been adjusting to the foot of fallout. Oh, boy. In a letter to advocates from organizations like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, yeah. Human Rights Watch, and Open Technology Institute, Apple's privacy chief, Jane Horvath, called out Facebook for its data collection privacy practices, yeah. arguing the company doesn't care about people's privacy. They don't care about people's privacy. That's no. not a secret. It says, uh, Facebook executives have made it clear it's their intent to collect as much data as possible across both first and third party products to mm -hmm. develop and monetize detailed profiles of their users. And this disregard for user privacy continues to expand to include more of their products, Horvath said. Mm -hmm. The letter was a response to an October 7th call for Apple to implement its anti tracking measures introduced in June sooner. So. The, the, it goes on, but, yeah, they're going back and forth. <laughs> You're not protecting your uh, client's data, and they're saying, well, you aren't doing it either. <laughs> well, it's actually funny, Bob, because uh, I had this article that I didn't bring up. Uh, it was back in an uh, October 27th article. Facebook tells academics 
to stop monitoring its political ads for any rule breaking, and it's asking them to do it on privacy concerns. <laughs> so Facebook, what's what's going on here is uh, there's universities out there, right? And they're loading browser helper objects. They're loading um, these add-ons into your browser, and it's actually scraping what you're seeing on Facebook. So it's a tool that's going to sit there and it's an ad observer browser extension. And the academics are going to be able to watch what you're looking at on Facebook, right? And then collect that data. And Facebook doesn't like that. Um, And this was a NYU that was doing a bulk data collection. So guys, when you're surfing, right, you can, you could find yourself adding these browser helper objects to your, to your browser and not even realize you're participating in some sort of monitoring of what you're doing on Facebook. So Bob's talking about the fact that Apple thinks Facebook's not protecting your data. And now you could actually have folks who are scraping what you're doing on Facebook and you didn't even know that was occurring. So I figured I'd bring this up. I'll put the link here for you. You can read about it. Um, but basically, when you're on, when you're surfing the internet, who knows what you've loaded on your browser that's capturing what you're doing on your browser? And they're using cookies and objects and 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 add-ons, um, and they're all linking back to a mother database, which it might be, it could be that both that all Twitter, Facebook, and Google seem to all be colluding together to build this big configuration on you, um, and and then me too, everybody. So that they can figure out what you want before you want it. Well, <laughs> in the article that I was reading from, yeah, I think it's in here somewhere, and I might be uh, mistaken, but I believe it says that uh, Google pays uh, Google allegedly pays Apple eight billion to twelve billion dollars to be the default search engine on iPhones. Wow! So that's a lot of money. And by default, you are sharing your data. Right. Automatically by adding the apps. Right. So what um, Apple's going to do in June is with a firmware update, Yeah. they are going to make it so that this sharing is turned off and you have to opt in. Gotcha. Instead of being opted in automatically. Oh, that'd be nice. In other news, speaking of Apple, they're going to pay, well, basically going to look in their, in their uh, couch cushions for this money. Apple's going to pay $113 million dollars. One million dollars, <laughs> one hundred thirteen million dollars, which is nothing, for for throttling older iPhones. With uh, this is a new battery gate settlement, as it were. Uh, we talked about this. You know, Apple uh, had slowed down your uh, your phone, your your iPhone, and uh, they had said they're doing it as a feature to protect it for you. And of course, you didn't even know it was occurring. And you're like, man, this phone's slowing down. It's not doing so good. Guess what I need? Well, it's getting old. I think I need to re- buy a replacement because right. it's getting all clogged up. With it life. must be all clogged up. Yeah, too much stuff on it, too much stuff. <laughs> well, no, it was Apple slowing it down and uh, because the batteries were having issues, and they wouldn't tell you that. Um, so the company first agreed to a $500 million class action settlement earlier this year, and now they're agreed to a second settlement, this time with 34 states, 34 states splitting up $113 million. I wonder where that's going to go. Um, so, again, they're admitting wrongdoing. And, uh, but again, to Apple, $113 million. They make that in like 20 seconds. Well, none of it's going in my pocket. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you want to bring anything else up, Bob? Um, well, Uber has long plotted its national pushover gig worker status. We yeah. were talking about this a few times in the past. Yes, we have. 
Using tactics from its Proposition 22 campaign in Mm -hmm. California, Uber has emailed drivers about a federal plan to keep them classified as independent contractors. And Lyft has formed political action committees in a handful of states. Right. They want to make sure that gig workers can can be independent workers like they want to be. They don't want to be some employee. They don't want to be some collective they want to be independent gig workers that can go and, and use the app and not use the app. They don't need government to say, no, you need to be an employee of Uber. Well, what I get out of this is that, uh, I mean, there are people's names in, uh, in this thing, but is that the people who want to make them um, um, employees. employees are part of a union. Right. So, um, you know. They want to do collective bargaining and, right. and all sorts of things like that. So, you know, that throws out the idea of it being part-time. Right. If you've got to be full-time or if you're going to be getting benefits for a part-time job. I, I, or you have to be part of you know an area where they tell you when you can work and when you can't work. That's the idea of being an employee. So, so uh, you know, um, they want to fight this. And personally, I just think it's just hold, trying to hold back the floodgates until they get uh, artificial intelligence and self-driving cars. Well, eventually, yeah, that might happen. And I'm they not, won't I'm need a, the drivers. I'm not going to hold my breath for a Johnny Cab. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, well, but I, I think I, it's great that a gig worker can still be a gig worker so far. And even in, even in crazy California, the people said no. The people said no. You're not going to make these folks union union members. They're going to be gig workers like they want to be. So yeah, but see now what it says in the lawsuit here yeah. is that these people were all coerced into voting for it. The, the people of California were coerced into voting for keeping them gig workers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because wow. you know they had uh, in-app uh, little notices and stuff right. that were uh, working on their psychology. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You got to read the article. It's several oh, pages, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty good. I that's mean, crazy. If you look at it objectively, you know, without that's a tinfoil hat, t- yeah, 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 that's crazy. All right, well, read the article, guys. We'll put the link up there for you. One other thing I wanted to bring up. We've talked about this before, and um, those of you who are out there with Teslas are probably aware of this. Maybe you're not. Worn out NAND flash blamed for Tesla vehicle gremlins. Um, such as review uh, cam failures and silenced audio alerts, an eMMC storage will soon enough die in, guess what, 159,000 cars. These are Tesla Model S's and X's that were built between 2012 and 2018. Basically, Tesla has... And this is the issue. I've talked to people about this. You know, people who have Teslas are saying, you know, Eric, all I have to do is maybe change the tires. There's no maintenance on the Tesla. Nothing to deal with. Nothing. I've got. I've had my car that I picked up in 2016, and all I put is oil and maybe change the tires. If you have a Tesla, a $90,000 Tesla, guess what? A little $8 part can put it up on a flatbed. Um, and in this case, 159,000 Model S's and X's are at risk of a little flashcard that's been written one too many times, and all of a sudden, your system is not able to work um, thanks to this flashcard failure. Why would they hinge a $90,000 vehicle on a little $8 flashcard? I have no idea. But the point is, with these with these interconnected systems, little things like your power coupler to, to, to charge your car, guess what? If you can't charge your car, it no worky, right? Little little tiny problems with your very expensive electric vehicle are massive compared to 
the good old, you know, combustion engine where all you need to do is change the oil. I mean, I don't know about you, car, uh, Bob, but I don't have a lot of trouble with cars. And I am not handy. Well, they've refined the uh, internal combustion engine quite a lot over the last 120 <laughs> so years. <laughs> So the N- the NHTSA, uh, it's a highway tra- the Highway Traffic Safety Administration has a, a warning here, a probe going on there. So those of you guys who are running these these older Teslas, the 2012 and 2018s, I'll put a link up there for you. You may or may not be aware of this stuff, but 159,000 of those vehicles are going to have some pretty major issues with these little flash chips wearing out, and uh, maybe your your car is not going to be able to start. So we'll put a link up there for you. Take a look at it. We're going to take a quick break, get back to more of your calls, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob's Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here. He helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open this morning. Um, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Uh, good time to get online. Past weeks have been jammed up, so either you're all preparing for your, your turkey funeral, because um, we can't call it Thanksgiving anymore. <laughs> Only 10 people at Thanksgiving. But if it's a funeral for your turkey, you can have, I think, 30 folks at those. Um, so if you're all preparing for that, I understand. Feel free to get online, though, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. As we wait for your calls, I have more Tesla news. Sorry, guys. Uh, don't do it on, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just in the news, and it's technology. And I, I'm a Elon Musk fan. Don't get me wrong. Consumer Reports puts Tesla in second to last place for most reliable uh, new cars. The Tesla's Model Y earned just five points on a scale of 100. Um, That's not so good. (laughs) Consumer Reports put Tesla 25th place out of 26 total brands in this year's edition of its annual auto reliability brand rankings. Mazda, Toyota, and Lexus ranked in the top three spots for the most reliable new cars. Uh, But again, it noted, and it's an analysis, that brand's ranking at the bottom third made significant improvements. Well, that's good. It's good to hear that. Um, so, guys, you know, the technology is new. It's bleeding edge. The reason we call it bleeding edge is because when it fails, um, it can be pretty bloody. And uh, in this case, Tesla's got some work to do um, in getting their reliability score back up. Uh, it's, I guess the, the Model Y's reliability score is partially to blame for the electric automaker's 29-point average. Um, the car received only five points <laughs> in the CR's 100-point scale, with the average score for most brands being between 41 and 60. You can't get 100, I guess, but f- five is not so good. Let's take a look at see if we got calls coming in. No, no calls. Feel free to get online, guys. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go on, uh, Bob, to any other uh, articles you want to bring up while we wait for your calls? Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed about this one. <clears throat> yeah. There's another CNET article. Yep. The famous Arecibo, I think that's how it's pronounced, uh, telescope that starred in a James Bond movie and also in uh, the movie First Contact. Yeah. Uh, is... Uh, Scheduled to be demolished. No. Yeah. The massive Arecibo uh, Observatory Telescope in Puerto Rico once starred in GoldenEye. Yeah. It's a sad day for the astronomy world. 
The Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, home to an epic telescope dish, is saying goodbye. The observatory suffered serious structural damage when a cable failed in August, and the situation's only gotten worse. The National Science Foundation announced on Thursday that it'll begin plans to decommission the 305-meter, which is 1,000 feet, telescope, Mm -hmm. ending the device's 57 years of service. Wow. Okay. The... uh, the decision came after the National Science Foundation evaluated multiple assessments by independent engineering companies that found the telescope structure is in danger of a catastrophic failure and its cables may no longer be capable of carrying the loads they were designed to support. Gotcha. The, uh, a second cable failed in early November. This one was a main cable and it broke and fell into the reflector dish, damaging both the dish and other cables nearby. The cables were designed to support a 900-ton platform hmm. that hangs 450 feet above the dish. Remember the film yeah, where they the showed it going down? Yeah. Anyway, each of the structure's remaining cables now supporting more weight than before, increasing the likelihood of another cable failure, which would likely result in the collapse of the entire structure. Not the University good. of Central Florida said in a statement. All right. So, well. so we're going to say goodbye to that. I love that movie, First Contact. That was a great movie. I watched it recently. Uh, and uh, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, yeah, yep. very very good movie. Yeah, it's too bad. What are you going to do? Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Windsor Locks first. Hey, Bob, what's going on? Bob, you there? Yes, I'm here now. What's up, sir? Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm seeing these advertisements on TV for PCmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to be a virus protection software and supposed to have the highest rankings. Do you guys have any personal knowledge of anybody that's used it? We wouldn't recommend it in the business uh, arena. Uh, personally, no, I don't know anybody that's using it either. What they're trying to do is they're they're going to go ahead and sell you a tool that's going to clean out, quote-unquote, spyware that's slowing your machine down. And, of course, you can get that through other software products uh, that we've talked about. Malwarebytes is one of the more commonly found ones, but you're welcome to try PCmatic. If it works, it works for you. Um, I have no ill will toward them. So it's it is just really addressing um, uh, malware? It, it, they try to sell that their, their tool as some way to quote-unquote uh, speed up your computer. And protect it against viruses. Sure. If there's a virus program built in, that's fine. Um, I don't know if there is or isn't. But the key here is uh, some of the name brands that we recommend have been out for a very long time. I don't even know who is behind PC Maddox. Not that they couldn't be a good solution. You're welcome to try it, right? No harm, no foul. Well, I have WebRoot on my computer. Then you've got a good quality product already. Okay. And uh, I also have um, another program. I can't remember the name of it now. It's uh, it's for... Um, Super anti-spyware. It's Super anti-spyware. I haven't heard of that before. We use it on our help desk. Oh, do we? Yes. All right, so it's good. See, I don't know everything that goes on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, right. those two so items are good. Fun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy another one, Bob. All right. All right. If Thank you, you buy too much, it's gonna they're gonna fight each other, and then it's gonna slow your computer down, and then uh, you yeah, buy another product. <laughs> yeah. Now is everybody having uh, good luck with Windows 10 now? Is it all got its act cleaned up or what? No, 
No, I think I could easily say no. You're always going to have issues with new operating systems, and Windows 10 keeps updating and modifying and changing to the next flavor of Windows 10 on a regular basis, and there's always past issues and new issues. So, no, I don't think Microsoft has gotten their act together, and I don't think they ever will, frankly. 2004 was a disaster, and right now they're up with the fix to that, which is 20H2 is the latest version. And there's a actually I meant to bring this up. There's a uh, I got to find the article, but it I guess this is the anniversary, the 30 some odd anniversary of Windows, and the article that I found shows all the iterations of Windows, um, which is kind of interesting to look at if you if you have nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> I'll put a link up there for you if I'll find that article. But it is, I think it's like the 30th or 35th anniversary of probably 35th anniversary of uh, of Windows. So I'll, I'll put the link up there for you. Well, I'm still running Windows 7 Pro. Okay. And and uh, it's been very good to me. And I have a very good friend of mine that upgraded right away to Windows 10 when it came out because he says, I got to do this because they tell me, they tell me I'm not going to have my computer protected, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he keeps saying every time they come out with a new update version, it goofs up something. It disables yeah. one of his printers. Or right. Yep, he's exactly things. right. And... Um, you know, you're at a little more risk for security issues with Windows 7, but for, you know, what you've got the other security tools in place, so if you wanted to be conservative in the way you could. If you're in a business, however, you really can't. you got to go to Windows 10 to be current. Okay. All so, right, guys. Well, thank you very much for the information. I appreciate it. Our pleasure, Bob. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, guys. Feel free to get online. We've got Ferris and Westerly, Danny and Glastonbury, and Jack in Middletown on the line. And uh, one line open for you. Feel free to get online. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. The Facebook stream is having issues. It's not our side. It's Facebook's side. It's the cloud. Um, we are doing nothing different, but they're having issues with the broadcast. I apologize. We'll do our best to try to reconnect it um, and see if we can do anything. If it's if, it, if we can, usually just starting and stopping it might work, but we'll see. Um, but feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Ferris, but not the Ferris we all love and, and hate at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Ferris and Westerly. What's going on, Ferris? Yeah, I gave him my first name, too. It's Dick Ferris, so it's not that other guy. Sure. <laughs> not the other guy. Gotcha. I'm, I was lucky I got through, I guess. Yeah, with that, uh, with that name, it's a, it's, a, it's a question mark. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm... Um, trying to uh, not mess up my wife's computer and Ooh. i think i've enjoyed your show for years and i thought i'd just give you guys a call and ask you for some advice sure uh she's complaining that her uh, computer's running a little slow it uh it's a macbook air in 2014 and when i crack it open i'm looking at uh, her storage use and she's got about 50 gigabytes of 250 left and uh that's available and just in your in your general knowledge, should that uh, cause anything to operate slow? Is it gonna be? No, no, that's still something available. Yeah, fifty gigs is a good chunk of that two hundred and fifty gig drive. Yeah, all right. So, but what surprised me, uh, Eric, was that uh, when I look at this thing, she got some, uh, you know, some a library of hidden files, and there's 
95 gigabytes of, I imagine, some important stuff, but a lot of junk in uh, this thing called Other Users. And um, <laughs> Other uh, Users? Yeah, it's called Other Users. And when I looked it up in the Apple uh, vernacular, Other Users, are basically it's a library where applications throw... Uh, their um, reference libraries in there, and they go back and forth into that area. Yep. And so I'm really cautious about jumping in there and messing things up. But uh, is you know of any way to kind of look through the the chronology of that stuff? There must be some really ancient junk in there that I should be able to get rid of. I mean, 95 gigabytes out of 250 just for yeah. other other application stuff uh, well anyway i'll stop talking Tell me no no you know. it's a it's a fair question i'm doing some research because we're not big mac users here. yeah i know you're not and i i um in looking I, at it though it, you know did did you have other users was this a, a computer that was loaned no, to her no no this is not like uh you know she and i well first of all i have my own computer i hardly ever look at hers and uh but uh, once she started complaining about it, I said, well, let me take a look at it. And mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, and with interpretation, do I actually do anything that would right. mess it up? We are getting, we've gotten a few calls, though, um, Dick, uh, about Apple slowing down. Um, and and this, yeah. even last week, we had similar calls from people that are like, what's going on with these app, my Apple device? And this is not, doesn't seem to be a unique thing. It seems yeah. as though these older Apple devices are having issues. Maybe have you updated the operating system to yeah, the point? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, they're both pretty recent. Now, uh, just, Eric, just in comparison, I look at uh, uh, my computer, which is, hers is 2014. I think mine's a 2016 or 18. Yeah. Um, I only have, uh, under other users, uh, 20, uh, 29 gigabytes uh, out of uh, five, uh, 500 gigs. So, you know, I'm... Um, I don't understand why she would have almost, you know, two or three times more than me. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that there just could be some yeah. old photo files in there or something that's just not being used anymore, and we could give it a toss and maybe yeah. crack stuff open. So, but I, I don't know how to discern, you know, the uh, wheat from the chaff here. So, that's yeah, I would be careful. I mean, it yeah, looks like I'm exactly. finding some articles that talk about the fact that you can do this. Um, and it talks about, you know, getting into the hard drive, clicking users, and then the user's main folder and trying to drag that folder to the trash. Yeah. Um, but you only say you'll have the one user. So I don't yeah, understand we, where it's yeah. coming from. And 95 yeah. gigs does seem like a lot against the 250 gig drive. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. Is there any kind of cleanup utilities that Apple uh, offers? Well, I'm, I'm looking on the, in the management area, and uh, you do have um, optimizing storage and emptying trash automatically and reducing clutter. I haven't gone into the disk manager to you know see what else it can do for me. But, that's where I would start. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of going to do that. All right, well, listen, uh, if you have time, I have one other quick question. Yeah. Um, this is in regard to me trying to cut the cord on my uh, file system, and um, yeah. I took one baby step, which was um, I went and purchased a FIOS network adapter thinking that I could just unplug the gateway, which is not being used. I'm uh, And um, what I found was that even though I can connect through that, uh, I think it's called a Mocha system, yeah. and uh, uh, 
activate that network adapter, which basically is uh, not a gateway, but it just converts that MOCA over to uh, an Ethernet signal. Right. Um, I can get continuity through there, and I can, and I'm using it to possibly even speak to you. But as soon as I unplug the gateway, the whole system. It just stops, you know, when the, it's like the clock is in the gateway system and the rest of the system is not going to operate without it. Right. So it's kind of hard to get rid of that. Uh, and I was focusing on the $12 a month rent I'm paying on the damn thing. Yeah. But, uh, and I was wondering if, uh, if that is just solved with a, uh, with a call to, uh, to the FIOS people telling them to switch over something or what? So yes and no. Um, you you can find out if you can get FiOS uh, compatible modems, okay. And if yeah. you can get FiOS compatible modems, all you need is that modem connected to their raw fiber connection, okay. Then the fiber is going to come into this modem that you're going to buy if they allow it. Yeah. And now you get rid of that rental. Then you would buy your own router. The router I is. Already, the f- but I already did that. Yeah. Do you already have it then in place? My own router. Oh yeah. You do. Yeah. So the key then is back to that modem that you're talking about you're paying $12 for. And you have to find out from the Fios people if you can buy your own modem so that you're just plugging into their raw fiber connection. Mm -hmm. And if you can, there's your $12 solution. Trying to do it on your own without knowing what's what's out there would be pretty difficult. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I'm using the open DNS system like you guys recommended a long time ago, and I I find that really good. And... uh, um, I um, I was just looking, uh, you know, for some understanding as to uh, what was the going on in this gateway versus the uh, this FiOS network adapter, and uh, what you're saying is look for a FiOS compatible modem, uh, right, and then uh, send back their uh, their gateway to them and say thank you very much. Yeah, they might they might actually have that listing for you, and then you're yeah. all done. And you say cut the cable. Are you paying for cable TV through FiOS? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. So you'll be able to get rid of that. You could probably get rid of that now if you wanted to, because you have a fiber connection, and you can probably cancel that without doing anything else, and then going ahead with uh, Sling or Hulu or YouTube yeah, TV. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. They uh, uh, they're looking for uh, an account uh, to be basically discontinued for a period of time before you can get back into some reasonable rates. They they really chew right. you up uh, cost wise if you if you try and uh, you know cut the cable and they they they're not uh, necessarily participating in that event uh, willingly. Well, again, when you cut the cable, you're paying for your FIBUS, your FIAS fiber connection. Yeah. Period. That's yeah. going to be just your internet connection. The cable right. the cable subscription piece of it, the TV piece, you should be able to cancel. Well, no, I, I agree, Eric. There's no okay. doubt about that. It's right. just not, they don't make it financially attractive to you until you cut, you, you sever a relationship with them, then come back in. Oh, so even if you get rid of the TV portion, your bill is going to be still wildly yeah, high, is what you're saying? 60 bucks, they're, you know, you're paying 120 or something like that. It's crazy. Mm. So, so yeah. anyway, yeah, no, the, the games continue and, uh, and, you know, we all participate in one way or another. We do. Yes, we do. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot. So, uh, no grand advice on the uh, storage issue. Uh, no. But uh, fifty gigs ought to be enough to uh, 
to hang in there and uh, operate quickly enough. Then, huh? It should be, yep. And yeah. go check to see if there's any utilities that Mac offers to clean up yep. the, uh, okay. the... And you can also check your OS. We're seeing... you know, Bob, you want to bring that up? Yeah, I have a uh, article we can link to if uh, you think it's appropriate. It says, who are the mysterious other users? <laughs> I, <laughs> I might have uh, read that one a few, three or four days ago. But yeah, it's... Uh, it was informative, but uh, not definitive enough so I can go in there and and operate with some dexterity. So there it is. Yeah, Mike also have uh, uh, has a link to an article about uh, how to free up storage on your storage space on your Mac. Oh, yes. great! I we'll put maybe that up there. That would be helpful. It'll go up for you, sir. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Enjoy your show. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you got to always call in as Dick from Westerly, not Ferris. Well, that, I did say that, but he apparently missed it. <laughs> <laughs> he could have. He could have. Because there was nobody more surprised than me than knowing I was Ferris from Westerly. <laughs> oh, geez, this is not good. I listen to DIC a lot. <laughs> right. You would get banned instantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Thanks. could hear his... I hear a space in his in, in the timing of his response being just Ferris. Mm -hmm. All right. Ferris. Well, anyway, good idea. Um, all right, sir. All right. Thanks. Bye. You got it. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. I'm going to try to get that stream up and running if we can, and uh, we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, and uh, we'll do our best to get that Facebook stream up there. I think it's Facebook side because nothing we can do to get them to connect. Um, so we'll do our best to get it back up in the second uh, second hour here. But let's get back to your calls, and we will go to our resident groupie, Danny. What's going on, Danny? Hey, big technology upgrade here in the family. Oh, boy. My Guess what I said, too. My wife has an LG flip phone that's about 10 years old. Yeah. And she wants to get a smartphone. Nice. Okay, so I hear you talking about Google Fi all the time, how great it is. Yep. And I saw an ad recently where they have a program where you can pay so much a month and get a phone from them. Right. And then when every time a new model comes out, you get a new phone and you just keep you know paying the nine dollars or twelve dollars a month. Mm -hmm. uh, I was wondering if, if you know anything about that plan. First of all, how does Google Fi work? Google if, Fi it's leveraging other cellular carriers. Okay. So it was it was leveraging three carriers, uh, T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular. Now that Sprint and T-Mobile are together, it's still leveraging the three, but it's just the two that they're actually using. Okay, but are you using Wi-Fi when Wi-Fi is available? That's yeah. That's why Google Fi, and then when there's no Wi-Fi, you go over to conventional uh, cellular. Correct. I have, a, I have a Pixel 2. I've got a Pixel 5 on the way, and... Uh, I've, my family's had good luck with it with their smartphones, and uh, 20 bucks is all I pay for my cell bill. And uh, as long as you you know don't let the data trickle out of your phone when you don't need to, turn on the data saver. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to, to use a cell phone, and it's a great phone. Now, when you turn on the data saver, then you won't get updates unless that's off, right? No, you get updates over Wi-Fi when you're in your home. Oh, in Wi-Fi when you're home. Now, they've got a 4A, a Pixel 4A that's... It's yep. a 5G that's available. Yep. Does she need to bother getting a 5G phone, or is that going to make the uh, monthly cost more expensive with data use and stuff because of the 5G? It shouldn't. Uh, it's a great question, though. 5G just gives you a nice uh, thick bandwidth connection. Again, you don't need it. Yeah. Uh, 5G is really great it's for really, There's none of it around here either, probably. No, there is. Actually, if you go on Pixel 5, you can actually see the 5G coverage. It's pretty oh, good. Oh, Oh, yeah. 
Um, but again, it doesn't matter to you. Your phone, your, what you do on your phone is, doesn't care if it's 5G or not 5G. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of a nice big wide bandwidth for other Internet of Thing devices that are going to connect to cellular, which is going to be nice. And it might be a competitor someday to broadband. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could just go wireless and literally cut all cable, cut fiber, cut cut cable, cut everything, and just do cellular wireless, that'd be tremendous. Yeah. So as long as the price is fair. And since you've been doing it for so long, obviously it's the best thing because you're so brilliant. You would have the best program and the best plan. I I, I just try to manage my usage. My kids come back from college and they say, "Dad, I had my I didn't use any data." And you talk to any other kid in in college, they they're 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 spending forty, fifty, sixty bucks a month on their cell they phone plan. The bazillions. And then they're they're looking at twenty five bucks, so they're richer for it. All right. Well, I I guess we'll 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 look into that. Yeah, look in the four A. Four G. I mean, the uh, Pixel Four or Pixel Five are both comparable. Or should they you are get five? If she's going to get a new phone, get the Pixel Five. If you have a little extra money and you want a little extra performance, it's not much different than the 4A. Yeah. Um, and I've never can, had a smartphone before, so I didn't want to get something too sophisticated or too souped up because we won't understand all its capabilities and everything anyway. So I'm yeah. thinking the 4 would be... Yeah, I agree. The 4A is probably fine for her. Yeah. By the way, Mr. Mm. Musk, who you have such disdain for, has another rocket going up this afternoon. I don't have any disdain for Mr. Yeah, uh, we heard it. There's two two rockets going Actually, up. Actually, two on the same day. Yeah, Damn. two on the same day. Yeah, well, I don't have disdain for Elon. I like Elon, I but know. his I his know. cars are falling apart, buddy. Right. He could cure cancer, and you'd bitch that he didn't, didn't do it soon <laughs> enough. That old joke. Well... I mean, didn't, wasn't Biden assigned to that? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. uh, <laughs> well, he cured it, didn't he? <laughs> that's what I thought. No, again, I don't have any problem with uh, no, Elon. No, I know. That is awful with that, that uh, thing with that ship. It's just... Uh, yeah. I, I'm not making it up. I mean, it's true. Remember when the, when the Tesla first came out? The, I, no, I guess it was the Model X or whatever. And uh, Consumer Reports gave it a 100. Right. Everyone thought because it was a solid-state device, pretty much, you're not going to have any maintenance or any problems. But I'm sitting back thinking, are you guys nuts? This is a yeah. piece of electronics. You, you get you get DVD players that stop working because of a firmware update. What happens when that happens to your car? Um, they were already throttling the car when it comes to battery issues, when the, when the batteries were having problems. Yeah. Um, we, GM is doing the same thing. Bob has a story about their, their electric vehicle where they actually have to throttle the battery and lower its, its range, not yeah. let it go to 100%. Because why, Bob? Because the batteries catch fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's great that you have no maintenance, but if your if your car is up on a flatbed all the time because you got a you know twenty dollar chip that yeah. can't be used, that's not so good. Yeah, I I can't wait till they get those Hummers on the road and see how many problems they really have with them, and they only go ninety miles instead of four hundred. Yeah, an electric Hummer seems to me to be an oxymoron. I mean, yeah. it's just it, you can't have much range with a vehicle that heavy. Yeah, it's like military intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. But they actually right, have how many vehicles? Yeah, what, all right, Danny, thanks. Hey, you know, China's had 30 launches, and we've had 20, or, or SpaceX has had 20. So nice. with these two today, he's, it's going to be 22 to 30 with right. Mr. Musk. I'm really proud of that. I mean, it's yeah. awesome that America's able to do that. The only issue I'm a little worried about is that if you, if you, if you juxtapose the quality of his cars with the, the quality of these reusable rockets, you know, would you get back up in that rocket again if it's oh, been yeah. up in there? Well, you know, they set a new record with this with this launch. Yes. It's also setting a new record because one of the uh, 
rocket boosters that's going up is going up for the seventh time, which is more than uh, have uh, ever reused the same rocket booster. That's yeah, awesome. So clearly it works. I tell you, I, I, I would hold on to one. You know the grid fins that they have that they maneuver coming down with? Mm-hmm. I would hold on to one of those on a launch myself. Just like knowing it was a one-way trip for about 15 seconds. <laughs> You're that much of a fan, huh? I'm that much of a fan, and I'm that old and broken. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, what, I'd be that little puff of smoke falling off the side while you are watching the launch. You know, there goes Danny. Yeah, way to go, Danny. That's the way to go. All right. Goodbye, guys. Take it easy. I want to thank, uh, thank you guys for calling. We have another hour to go, and I'll do my best to get the Facebook feed going on um, over at WTIC side. Again, I don't think it's on our end. I think it's on their end. Um, we'll see if we can get that feed going again. And, of course, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're here until 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And then I think Garden Talk's coming in. I know the you know, season's kind of over as far as gardening goes, but I'm sure they'll be talking about something to plan for in the garden. So stick around for that at noon. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.